listening to a podcast of Elam Lutheran Church in Osakis, Minnesota. Our passion is to be an oasis of life-giving water where lost and wandering souls can find eternal refreshment. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, please visit osakiselamchurch.com. Or if you're in the area, come visit us in person. Tonight we're continuing our Lenten devotional series on the I Am sayings of Jesus. In the Gospel of John, Jesus makes all sorts of bold claims about himself. I am the light of the world, he says. I am the bread of life. Next week will be I am the good shepherd, but tonight we're covering I am the door. Unlike us, I find this really comforting. Unlike us, Jesus never wavers in his identity. Unlike us, he doesn't have to ask the question, who am I? What am I supposed to do with my life? How do I create and shape and and mold my own identity? No, Jesus never doubts, not for a second, who he is or what he's here to do. And his identity is secure, which means we as his children can rest secure as well. So this will be from the Gospel of John chapter 10. Verses 1 through 10. John 10, verses 1 through 10. Very truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The words gate and door are alternate ways of of translating this. The one who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech. But the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly, I tell you, I am the door for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the door. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to kill and steal and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. Amen. I want you to do something for me now. It's going to sound a little bit silly, but just roll with it. I want you to try to imagine life without any doors. What would life be like without doors? Imagine flying down the highway at 65 miles per hour with no doors on your car. Imagine your house on a cold winter's night with no door, just this big gaping entrance in the side of your house and the wind whistling through. What would prison be like without gates in the cells? Just these man-sized holes between the bars. What would a bank safe be like if there was no door with the combination lock And instead, just a massive rectangular opening for people to come in and to go as they pleased. 
Kind of crazy, right? Life without doors is just a scary thing to imagine. Doors are important, like really important. Sometimes they keep things in and sometimes they keep things out. They provide security and peace of mind. In our text tonight, Jesus says, I am the door. And he uses the idea of a sheepfold to illustrate this. In ancient Israel, the shepherds had some kind of walled enclosure where they would keep the sheep generally during the night. Now, during the day, the sheep could wander around a bit more where the shepherds could keep an eye on them. But at night, they would all kind of go into this one big centralized pen. Now, they didn't have railroad ties, obviously, and fence posts and barbed wire to make a fence. Instead, they just piled up rock to keep the sheep in and to keep the predators out. And there's only one entrance to this sheep pen, the door. Sometimes, in fact, the shepherd himself would just lie down in this gap, in this entrance in the wall, effectively serving as the door himself. He, he would, his own body would become the gate. Jesus himself says he is that door. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will come in and out and find safe pasture. Jesus is the only way to abundance and eternal life. If you want entrance into the protection of the sheepfold and the strong care of the good shepherd, you've got to go through the door. And that door, that only door, is Jesus. There's just no other way. In fact, he says this in a, a number of ways, but one later on in the Gospel of John, this is John 14, 6, you probably know it by heart, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Or as Luke puts it in Acts 4, 12, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Nothing can rescue us from the brokenness in our world and the brokenness in our own hearts other than Jesus. He alone supplies life as it was meant to be, life in all of its abundance, life eternal. That much is pretty clear, and I knew that going into this text. Probably you did as well. The thing I find most interesting about this passage, though, and I never paid much attention to this aspect of it before, is that the door Jesus describes here is permeable. That is, it's not solid, it's porous. Sheep come in and sheep go out. The door isn't meant to, to trap the sheep in their own happy little sheepy bubble where they can hang out with their sheepy little buddies and enjoy their favorite sheepy meals in the trough together. In fact, most of the time, these sheepfolds were actually big enough where many different flocks would be mingled together in the same one. And then the shepherds would come, and they would each have their kind of their own unique call, their own unique uh, tone, or however they would make that noise, and then their sheep would come running to them. And the livestock doors, gates, as is the case often today, at least most of the ones that I've seen, these gates, they swing both ways, don't they? You know, you, you, let, the, you let the sheep in, you let your, your cattle in, you let your horse in, you can also let them out. The job of the gate or door then is really to control access, to keep the good things in and the bad things out. 
is a pretty important job. And if I'm being honest, it's a job that I think I would be pretty darn good at myself. So often I believe I'd make a better gate than Jesus, determining who I think is fit for his flock, a.k.a. the church, and who is not. I'd like to be the bouncer at the church, the one controlling access. And if it were up to me, my own self-preservation instinct would probably tell me to lock the door from the inside. You know, keep all the, keep the riffraff out. All of those really, really bad sheep, those sinners out there, let's keep them at bay. Because, man, if they get in, they're just going to mess things up and get their grubby little tracks all over everything. And I don't know about you, but I kind of like my sheep pen a certain way. I like it just so. I don't want anyone to come in and upset the apple cart or make all of my other sheep friends uncomfortable. So yeah, I would love to be the door because then I'd have more control over who gets to receive the protection and care of the good shepherd and who doesn't. I'd be a great bouncer at the sheep pen. You know, I could kind of check each sheep's tag to see if they're up to snuff and then kind of send them packing if they're not. Could ask for references to make sure their behavior is moral enough. Make sure they only struggle with the sins that don't make me personally too uncomfortable. So the reality, really just what I'm saying, is that most of the time I would prefer to be around sheep that look like me. I'd prefer to be around sheep that walk and talk like me. I guess sheep don't talk. Bah, like me. Dress like me, are the same color as me, enjoy the same things as me. Sheep that maybe have a few bad habits similar to me, but like nothing too crazy, right? I'm just more comfortable that way. And you know what? I kind of like my comfort zone. Here's the thing, though. Jesus cares about all the lost sheep. And he wants to bring as many into his kingdom as he possibly can. Listen to what he says just a few verses later. This is verse 16. He says, I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. See, access to the sheepfold is not ours to grant or to deny. It's God's, because we are all his beloved sheep. Jesus isn't just for those we deem sufficiently clean or for those who pass the smell test for good behavior. In fact, Jesus' concern, you'll notice this as you read through the Gospels, Jesus' concern is always for the last, the lost, and the least. His concern is for the ragamuffins who don't have it together who don't meet the requirements, the ones forgotten by the rest of the world because they're too impure or too shameful. So it turns out he's not actually after the holy rollers, but the riffraff, because those are exactly the ones who need a shepherd the most. Listen to what Luke says earlier in his gospel. This is Luke 5, 30 through 32 and the Pharisees grumbled at Jesus' disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? 
And Jesus answered them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. If the category sinner still applies to you today, then it is for you that Jesus came. Doesn't matter the type of sin, doesn't matter the magnitude of it, whether it was a one time thing or an ongoing struggle. No. Jesus came for you to live for you, to die for you, to rise again, all to forgive you. As Galen testified so powerfully tonight, so that you can boldly stand before God's throne, faultless perfect and secure under the gaze of a God who looks at you and proudly says, this is my son, this is my daughter, and in you I am well pleased. Jesus is the door, and he alone can provide the rest and refuge we are all so desperately seeking. Tune in next week when we'll hear more about this Jesus, our good shepherd, and the lengths he was willing to go to rescue us. Amen. Hey friends, Pastor Luke here. Thanks so much for tuning in. I trust that you've been blessed by our message from God's word today. Hey, we'd love to connect with you more. If you have comments or questions, you can email me directly at pastorchellog at gmail.com. That's pastor K-J-O-L-H-A-U-G at gmail.com. As we wrap up our time together today, please receive this benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you his peace. Amen. Amen.